Happy Thanksgiving. You are in the fast lane with Sarah Jane. And today I have a repeat guest who really is not a huge fan of being a guest. But since it's Thanksgiving, I thought this was the perfect guest for my show. Please welcome Ryan Klein back in the fast lane today. Good morning. Ryan, thanks for coming out this morning. You could have been anywhere in the world, but you're here with me. And I appreciate that. Well, I guess it was this or cartoons with the kids. <laughs> All right, so we just got back from a long trip, and I want to discuss that a little bit because I want to discuss some things that I'm grateful for, and I am grateful. Um, I'm, I'm not going to go with the generic things, what people normally say, because we all know we're grateful for family and health and all that kind of stuff. Um, so I'm grateful for all of the adventures that we have. So let's talk about some highlights and the downfalls of that trip. So I want you to start with some of the things you're grateful for from that trip. Put me on the spot right away. <laughs> I'm grateful that we went, I guess, 3,500 miles without having any issues. No flat tires. No, no one got sick. No one. We didn't get robbed. Didn't get robbed. Have, have that happen. Mm -hmm. no, overall, it was a very successful road trip. Thankful to see Matt and Michelle, hadn't seen them in years, meet their kids. At one point I looked at you and I said, man, we just really like adventure, don't we? And you said to me, we, <laughs> remember what you said to me? No. <laughs> you said, we really don't like ourselves <laughs> because I think, I think it was in the middle of a chaotic period and there was probably some fighting in the elevator or something. Um, but Overall, it was a good trip. So I think both of us are highly recommending going to Orange Beach, Alabama, even when you have a three-year-old who goes into a foam pit party and is in the elevator in his underwear and he's sitting there saying, I'm complicated. <laughs> We've been talking a lot about Christmas gifts and what, you know, Christmas right around the corner. I think we should give an elevator panel so that can each hit the buttons on the panel whenever they want you know what that might have been the most stressful part of the trip we stayed at a place that had an elevator and they had to take turns hitting the elevator buttons so breck starts with a b so then we just started saying whenever we go down to the base or the beach level you hit it because that's your b because they would all run to the elevator and fight over um over hitting the buttons and that was definitely that was definitely annoying, but it's not just our kids. Apparently all kids are like that. I was just annoyed that the, the eight and the 10 year old can't let the three-year-old hit the button. Okay. But should they let the three-year-old do everything? Because we're getting pretty bad at saying, just let him do it. So he doesn't scream anymore. We're getting bad at that. It's for our sanity. It is for our sanity. All right. So the trip was good. We could go into more detail, but. I want to respect your time because you might want to get back up to the cartoons. I do want to touch on parenting for a second because it's Thanksgiving. We're very grateful that we have three healthy kids. However, parenting is quite a challenge. Do you agree? Yeah. What do you think is the most challenging part of being a parent? Trying to keep your cool day in and day out not blow up, not regrettable after you blow up. Mm -hmm. That's what I find the worst is like 
I can be cool as a cucumber until no one listens, no one listens, no one listens. And then I am super crabby. And then I will say to you, I'm going to be a better mom tomorrow. <laughs> that, happens. that maybe happens more than it should. No words of waiting for any type of words of wisdom you might have on that. I think everybody just has to find their own wisdom when it comes to their kids. I, 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 I'm not much for giving parental advice. I think that's legit. I also think that every kid is super different, but everyone does like to give parental advice. It seems like here is what I think is funny before. Are you the type of parent you thought you would be before you had kids? Mm, no, probably not. I mean, if I was going to be honest, I'm probably a little more crabby than I thought I would be. And is it fair to say we do expect a lot out of our kids? Yeah, yeah I think that's fair. I, I don't think, like by my last comment, I don't think I'm meaner to my kids than what I thought no. I would be. I just think life's a little more hectic than I thought it might be. Just a little bit more going on. And I think our kids are very lucky. They... They have what they need, but you know, it just seems like each generation of kids is different. It's like I look back in time and I look like what, what did, what did my dad and his relationship, what did he get and receive from his dad? What are, what did I get as a kid from my dad? What are my kids getting from me? It's like, you can see the generations change as stuff, as stuff goes on here. And I just don't know if it's sustainable. But. I definitely agree that they are change the generations are changing, but do you think that sometimes it might be more of a parenting issue than a kid issue? I just think it probably every parent wants more for their kids than what they had. You know, you, you look back and here's what I had growing up. Maybe I can do one better for my kids. And I think it just keeps going and going. It's like, how, how long can it go on like that? Mm -hmm. yep. kids are pretty, a lot of kids are pretty spoiled these days mm -hmm. so there how do you get your kids from how do you get to get your kids to realize how grateful they are because I know it's frustrating sometimes like we like to do things especially me I like surprises because I I don't think I am able to be surprised so me surprising other people is like kind of like a natural high for me so like when we went on our last vacation, we surprised the boys. They didn't know we were going. We just picked them up from grandma's and we took off, went to an Alabama football game. They did not know about that. So like, I like how we do all those surprises. However, I will catch myself saying uh, to you, like, we never did anything like this. Like looking at you, like, shouldn't they be more grateful for this? But are they just getting used to it because we like to, we yeah. like the adventure? Yeah, I think there's a certain level of them expecting or waiting for the next thing or starting to be the, the norm for yeah. sure. Hmm. Which is kind of sad. But in reality, and we've, I've said this before, when we got married, we didn't have kids for five years, but we didn't do any traveling. We didn't do anything really exciting. And now we're able to do that stuff. So now we're just doing it with our kids. You know, when, when, when I think of how my kids react and how they act to this stuff, I don't expect them to understand, you know, 
trips cost money, stuff they get, whether it's good or bad quality or anything like that. I don't expect them to be able to decipher all that, but as they're getting to do these things and becoming accustomed to whatever they, whatever they're living, like as long as they're respectful to others, mm-hmm. kind to people, good manners, don't act up when we're in places. That's the kind of standard I hold them to right now. And I think they do pretty good with that. I agree. And when we did get to Alabama, I was getting a lot of hugs. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Cause it was way different than a vacation that we've ever had. And that was really, I really like that. You know, when it comes to, as they get a, as they get a few years older and they start grasping money and work and what that all is. And as they get more and bigger chores, that's when I'll probably have to focus a little less on the, the respect for elders and for other people and kindness and all that kind of stuff and, and being good natured and well mannered like that stuff should already be second nature to them and we'll start working on uh, more life lessons i guess later it is very frustrating but yet it's a good thing when people will say your kids are um so good oh your kids are so good and i think when we go somewhere if we're by ourselves i think it is a treat for like especially your mom when we're not around because they for sure like if we are around they are either on us or you know kind of I don't want to say pestering I'm saying it in a good way but the grandparents or anyone else around doesn't really get the attention when we're around yeah there's a lot of times where if it's been six months since we've done something we're like we just need to get away we just need to like be away from them for a little bit and you you come back whether it's two hours or two days and you're like, well, how were they? And they're like, oh, they're so good. No fighting, no crying. No, and it's like, why can't they do that for us once in a while? Oh, they can't. They can't ever stop fighting. I know being a parent is great. I posted a picture yesterday. I said it's the best and the most stressful job ever because it truly is. Because as a parent, I am constantly questioning myself. Now with homeschooling, I'm questioning myself even more. Um, am I doing the right thing? Am I doing enough? Do I need to do more? But I think as long as we're always questioning ourselves and always wanting to do better, I think that we do good. With that, with that whole homeschooling thing, you know, you you were the one who kind of in this household pioneered that. Like I, my job's pretty demanding. I'm not gonna be able to be a a teacher, phone ringing 24 hours a day, whatnot. You you. You've been handling all that, doing a good job, but I would definitely say you, you ask whether you're doing the right or the wrong thing. I think of the homeschooling. I know that you're not doing the wrong thing. Oh. You know, I know it's not the wrong thing. You can see the way our kids read and the way they interact and the way they use their brain. And I, I know you're not doing the wrong thing by any means. Thank you. I appreciate you saying that. Make me get me a little teary eyed. Quit. <laughs> on my one um anyway breck breck has entered the room (laughs) um with the homeschooling thing too and i did have i do have people say this and they say it in you know they say it to be nice i guess as nice as they can but they'll say as long as your kids are still being socialized and they're not awkward or weird and I think, you know, I think there's been a stigma because sometimes when people aren't socialized, 
I could not be socialized for a while and I could be awkward and weird. So I think it's just important. And I think it's nice that they come to my office because they are around. Oh, Brex just waking up. So we got to hear his yawning. I think it's important for them or I think it's beneficial for them to be at my office because they are around a wide range of people. So I will hear, I will hear Dane say to someone, so how's your garden growing? Or I'll hear him say, I bet you were happy about that rain we got. I mean, he's eight and he's having these conversations and it's one of my favorite things to listen to because it is, I don't know, he can talk to anyone. I think that's a huge thing. And yes, homeschooling was something I pioneered because I literally couldn't, I was afraid that we were going to have to do the distance learning again. Um, we didn't have to, and now we like the homeschool. So nothing against anyone, but it just, it's really, I like it. Like I honestly, we went to Medora one night, Ryan and I with some friends and we had fun and we were on our way back. And I said, I kind of miss the kids already. And, but it was one of those times too, where it was like, it was be nice to have a break. Um, so I don't know. Parenting is like an absolute emotional roller coaster, but you've been a good sport when it comes to it. Cause you know that it uh, definitely has changed things. You're also, I, I want to give you a compliment now. You're also really good because I can be a lot. Sometimes usually I'm hundred percent in or have zero interest. There's not a lot of happy medium when it comes to me. And so like when it comes to health stuff and it was funny because we had a friend over one day and Ryan um, grabbed some figs out of the pantry and he offered her a fig and he's like, you want a fig? I mean, some husbands have cookies and snacks and candy and not me. My wife buys figs. So all natural organic figs. <laughs> didn't even know there was such a thing. I didn't either. So thanks to my friend, Mary Helen, for that, because she had bought some and I hadn't had a fig Newton in years because of celiac and they're good. Are they not good? Yeah. I mean, you're having like a sugar, be like a sugar fix. And I guess instead of grabbing a brownie or a cookie, you could grab a fig. <laughs> how, how do you handle that? Because I'll get a lot of questions about that from people. Do you, when you are not at home then, do you try to eat all the things we don't eat at home when you're not home? Or do you just get accustomed to living this way? Mm -hmm. I'm coming up kind of all the above. I mean, on the, the gluten stuff, you know, even this house has been gluten-free for so, for so long, I could go a month or two without eating gluten and it doesn't bother me, but all depends what kind of mode I'm in. I don't, you know, I'm kind of a yo-yo expert guy when it comes to diets. I mean, sometimes I'm, I'm kind of all in or all out on that too. Seems like when I'm all out, that's when it's like bad. The next diet's right around the corner. <laughs> so I prefer lifestyle changes and not diets. But um, we did at one point we were gonna do a hormone detox with Ryan because everyone really on the planet could use a hormone detox, and sometimes I like to use them as my guinea pig. And how did that go, Ryan? I was a bitch. <laughs> yep <laughs> I remember so we went like all in of course on this so he's taken pills and drinks and we dramatically changed his diet this was like when I was first well, getting was into functional medicine yeah so. I was probably set up for failure there you go from kind of eating whatever you want drinking pop used to caffeine all the above right and then you 
quit caffeine, you quit sugar. You're also now taking a bunch of pills. Plus you're taking this drink that is supposed to like get estrogen out of your system, which apparently they already know makes you a little bit irritable mm-hmm. and you mix it with <laughs> like literally all this other cold turkey stuff. And I, yeah, I think it was probably looking back as probably not a great decision on your part to have me do all that in one shot. Well, some people do, and some people just live through it, but some people also don't live with their practitioner. So I remember you were on the way home from work. I don't even know what you were howling about, but I was like, you are a bitch and I quit and you can find someone else to help you. So since then, I really have your immune system. I will take control of your immune system. Like I set out the pills every day. You take all that kind of stuff. I'm totally fine with that. But when it comes to you actually detoxing, I really try to step back because you don't take my advice real well. And I don't take yours real well, to be honest. I I know you're honest on that one. (laughs) But don't you think... Don't you think there's a, I don't know. Why is it? Why is it that you will come to me for an idea? Let's say about my business or something I'm doing. And I immediately am just super annoyed because I feel like you're judging me. So why is it when I try to help you detox and I want you to be serious about it and you totally won't be. And that's super annoying to me. Why do you think that you will follow someone else's instructions before mine, even though I know you better than anyone else. I wouldn't say I don't follow your instruction. There's been, yeah, the, the, the whole estrogen detox thing years ago didn't go good, but there's been other things that we've done that have been just fine. Like? Well, I don't know. The last time we did it with Lori, what did I go into that thing weighing like 225, 230 pounds and got down to like 205? That's almost my high school weight. Right. And we did that with whom? Lori. Uh- <laughs> but it was your idea. Right. You asked me to do it. Right. You were doing it at the same time. Mm-hmm. I did it. It wasn't, it wasn't just you saying, okay, here's what, okay, you want to do this? Here's what we're going to have you do. And right. you don't participate and you just toss me this stuff to take. And No, I get it. And for anyone wondering, we worked with Lori Vick. She's been on the podcast a couple times. And honestly, we still do a lot of the things. Um, we did make a lot of lifestyle changes after her because no one has no one has um gained a lot of weight or done anything crazy ever yeah, ever I, since then. I will say it's almost like a step level approach. Like mm-hmm. I got a little out of control there, 230 pounds, probably the heaviest I've ever been in my life. Then you go through a diet, whatnot, and you lose some weight, then you quit it, and then I put a little bit of weight back on and then we do another one and you get down to a, even a little bit lower weight and then you quit it and you put a little weight back on. But each time I put weight back on, it's like five or 10 pounds less than before. Right. So now I haven't done anything for what, almost a year. Has it really been that long? I bet. Hmm. I mean, we're almost into 2022. We didn't do anything 2021. Mm-hmm. And Yeah. 210 pounds. And I think the goal of it too, is not to have someone all of the time monitoring what we do. The reason um, we worked with her is because we wanted to make sustainable life changes. And I do, I really do. I think that that has been every time we've done something, it is, it's been helpful, but anyway, 
I like to work with other people. Like I will help people, you know, make lifestyle changes and whatever, but I do like to have someone um, when I'm doing it, because I think it's hard. It is hard for me to make those changes for myself because a lot of times I can't be subjective on it. I don't know why you don't what what you do, what we've done at home here and what you've, I mean, the last, the last regiment we were on was probably the, the best one, easiest one. And the weight just kind of seemed to fall off and it didn't seem it's maybe one a rough week or two, but it wasn't bad at all. I don't know why you don't do that at clinic. I think that's a good point. Probably could do that for um, like a new year's thing because that's when people want it. People don't want it between Thanksgiving and New Year's. Yeah, that's kind of how I'm, I'm feeling. I'm like, okay, I'm going to eat a lot today. And then don't want to start this. Probably should. But then what am I going to do? What am I going to do over the Christmas break? Like, yeah, I could see after the holidays, everybody wants to like start fresh. Mm-hmm. I guess, like I said, a New Year's. Uh, New Year's, what, what's what I'm looking Resolution. For? Yes, resolution. I... I'm looking forward. I, I like holiday food and whatever, but I will definitely say that I do not like the sweets like I used to because 15 years ago, your mom makes homemade peanut butter cups. I literally could have just sat and ate those all day. That's all I really wanted because my great aunt made them. It reminded me of her. It was like a, it maybe was an emotional eating, but that kind of stuff I just don't eat anymore. So now I'm like, oh yes, I'd like more turkey or more more potatoes. So I don't know if my palate is changing, but I definitely don't crave things like I used to. Neither do I. I mean, I still like sweets, but I can, I can go with it without. But I think the whole point is that you should be able to have stuff in moderation and you shouldn't have to cut everything out of your diet. And the reason I say that especially is because we have three little boys watching us. So if we're always like, well, we can't have ice cream, we can't do this. When we were in Orange Beach, we just had a really good lunch and then we went shopping and um, stopped at the ice cream shop. I like ice cream. I, I, see, I just was not hungry at that time. And the boys were like, why aren't you getting any? I'm like, well, I'm, I'm not hungry. And so I think that's important too, to teach them like, well, if we're not hungry, we necessarily don't have to eat. I don't know. Okay. So I appreciate you um, jumping on the health bandwagon because I know that in the past you've been made fun of like at work or taunted with sugary drinks when they know the type of person that you live with. That was in the, in years past. I, I mean, that stuff's kind of come and gone because now it's not a big deal. I really don't, I really don't drink that much pop anymore. No, I got a energy drink. That's one of them health energy drinks that I tell you about that you say is unhealthy. Insert blank stare. Hey, it's got no sugar. It is not healthy. There's nothing healthy about that drink. No sugar, no chemical preservatives, no dyes. Checks a few of the boxes. Okay, well, I'm going to find someone who is super knowledgeable in this, and I'm going to bring that drink in, and we are going to have, like, we're going to have a discussion on these healthy drinks. Currently, we are drinking healthy coffee because Organo, um, we switched to Organo. First of all, I never liked coffee, ever, and I, not cappuccino, I didn't like any of it. And we would go shopping sometimes and Ryan would say, let's get a coffee. And I was like, go ahead. And Ryan would say, let's get a coffee. Go ahead. Um, I want you to share it with me. I don't like coffee. We would go back and forth. And then Ryan would be super annoyed. I don't know why you just can't share coffee with me. I'm like, I don't like coffee. So then one time 
I would never get annoyed. That you, you were annoyed. Share a coffee. You were annoyed that I would not share a coffee with you. I don't know if I was your I scapegoat. Like sh- I don't like to share my drinks. So I think that's why I know you're lying. But it's a hot drink, and I think you like to have me drink it until you know if anyone's going to be sacrificed with the burning coffee, it was going to be me. You would be annoyed. So finally, <clears throat> one day, what'd you buy? What did I buy? What did you buy? You went and bought yourself a coffee. What'd you buy? I'm drawing a blank. Pumpkin spice latte. Oh. So he buys a pumpkin spice latte and he, I think on the way out, and then he hands it to me. This is a few years ago now. And he hands it to me and he's like, try it. It's different. And I was like, I'm not going to like it because now I'm annoyed. Um, And then I tried it and I liked it. And to be honest with you, I don't think I have ever had a pumpkin spice latte since because I liked it. And then I went back a few times and they were always out of pumpkin. And so I never actually ordered one again. But that is what started me on the coffee journey. And then I was introduced to Organo by Dr. Bob and it has mushrooms, so it's healthy. So I can't, we're like boosting our immune system as we are drinking it. So, yeah. So me getting a pumpkin spice latte was like one time a fall. Like I'm not a Starbucks caribou guy. I can't, I can't go pay five, $6 for a little thing of coffee. That is not my style. Then once you got hooked, then I find out that you're like caribou's number one customer and you're only purchasing oh. stuff. Like when I'm not around, like when I take the garbage out on Mondays and there'd be like nine empty cups in the garbage. Oh, like, nine. Oh yeah. And then we go through the drive through and I find out you're like a rewards member. <laughs> and like every third Everyone's time a rewards we go member. through. Now, once the cat's out of the bay, like every third time we go through, like she's getting another free one. I'm like, how many ones do you got to buy to get the free one? How many? You became a caribou junkie. Okay. I maybe became slightly an addict, but that is the point of those. I, you did, you did modify it. Like, okay. It's not coconut. It's not like milk. It's almond milk or coconut milk. And it's like the, whatever they get, like they're slimmed down healthier version, but but it's not healthy still like five bucks a cup five bucks and like hundreds of calories so but the point of that stuff is to make you addicted to it and want more and more and more and more and they worked and now i detox from that thank you and i don't even remember the last time i had a caribou that's when their stock's down (laughs) and i was always so nervous i never knew how to order anything so before i would have before i would go when i first started this coffee thing i would think about what i'm going to get and then i would have to repeat it to myself because i didn't want to sound silly because you know you have all these people who drank coffee their whole lives and and they're they're smart with it so then i would think okay this is what i want and then i would sit in my car and say white chocolate mocha medium with almond milk (laughs) So like I would practice it to myself. I don't have to do that anymore. But anyway, I do like the Organo. I do not feel guilty for drinking that. And I could drink it all day long and I don't feel bad at all. Okay. Last topic I wanted to bring up because uh, we are in the office in our basement. How long have we been doing this? Like people are going to get bored. Well, they might. And they can stop listening at any time. But I mean, I don't know the next time I'll get you on a podcast. So I got to get get it all in. So Ryan comes down here um, and he sits in this amazing wicker chair that was my great aunt's. And I am a little sentimental when it comes to this chair because it sat by her phone. It My great grandma sat in it and then my aunt had it. And so this chair has been around forever. And I had someone paint it to get it back to white. 
I mean, he can sit in it, you know, he's over 200 pounds, he can sit in it, it's fine. Is it super comfortable? Well, no, it's an old wicker chair. But anyway, so there are a few things that I really have a hard time getting rid of. This chair happens to be one of them. I'm going to interject there and say you have more than a few. That's your opinion. It's like a few things in each room and tote that is stored in our shed, the shop, the mechanical room in our house, and all the closets. Okay, this is an intervention on Annie. This is just a podcast, a friendly family podcast. Color to your few things. Okay, in this room, I see nothing. I I see three things that are mine. In my office. This is technically our office. So I have this wicker chair. I have an old suitcase that honestly looks like a crocodile suitcase of my grandma's and you open it and smells like my grandma. Can't get rid of that. And then I have, um, what's that called again? A chest of drawers. That's what my grandma and great aunt used to call it. And it was, um, vitamins. And so I obviously have that and it's filled with all sorts of treasures that were hers, like a mink coat and, you know, just like old stuff. A mink what? Coat. <laughs> anyway, so Ryan had a, just a um, an interesting idea of what we should do with the wicker chair. Are you gonna share? There's no good way that this is gonna work for me. No, there's really not. But I just I just want people to know what I'm dealing with because the, they the don't. Wicker you chair has been sitting in the middle of this room for years. First of all, it used to be in the corner, but then you put a dog bed over here so the dogs could lay with you. And our cat, Dr. Seuss, who got ran over about a month ago, used to like laying in this chair. This is not an attractive chair, but I get it, right? It's it's old, it's family history. Like the suitcase, I'm looking at the suitcase. Almost looks like it could be a decoration. You could store stuff in it. It saves room. It's all right. The chest of drawers. It's a piece of furniture. Like that is a decoration. You could set that in a room. It helps fill the room. Like that's fine in here. Like that that stuff makes sense to me. It's a wicker chair that no one sits in, has no functional use in this house at all. And it's just in the way. And the only reason that it's here is because you have like old thoughts. You have thoughts. It reminds you of things. You're going to have them thoughts, whether you see this chair or not. And, I, and I, I'm not saying that nobody should ever have like old things from heirlooms or, I mean, I, I don't, I'm not going to call this an heirloom. It's an heirloom. But everybody should have old things. But at some point you got to draw the line. I mean, we're running out of storage lady and you got this stuff that it's not a decoration. It's not being used. It's a piece anything. of furniture. So I thought, you know what? We like to have camp. We like, we got to, we like to have campfires. We've like got bonfires in our backyard. I thought maybe we could cut this thing up into pieces that fit into our burn little campfire what's it called our little burn pit area and when it would start to smoke she could do like some sort of traditional like thing like wave the smoke over her face and breathe it in a little bit (laughs) you you know and then you're taking it with you forever and you could like it'd be like a ceremony to put this chair to rest to peace and it's not going to a landfill. It's like you breathed it in. You just take it with you forever. That was my thought. Well, then you get you get to have your you get to like have like take your love with this chair to the next level, and I don't have to walk around it, stub my toe on it, and see it anymore. 
Not the best of both worlds. I mean, we simply could just move it to the corner and it wouldn't be in your way. Still taking up space for no reason. I don't think that chair is as hideous as you think it is. You know, but it also, I, you really don't have any feelings. You don't, is there anything that you are sentimental about? Not really, but I know that you are, and you have a lot of things that are that way. And I, I'm not that, I'm not trying to get rid of everything that you have that's sentimental. I just know that if we ever move from this house, a lot of your shit's going to get thrown away anyways. Right. But you say that every time we've moved and it really hasn't happened. Just going to be honest. (laughs) (laughs) I agree. We do have a lot of things. So um, our utility room has a lot of totes in it. It's not just jam packed full of junk. There's a lot of totes in there. But I told Ryan I would go through each and every one of the totes and I am and I'm only doing an hour a day because honestly, some of that stuff is hard to get rid of. And I don't know why it is super annoying to me. And then I had a conversation with my mom and I was telling her, I need to get rid of some of the stuff. She's like, oh, no, you don't. I said, yes, I do, though, because I have stuff in the shed and I have stuff in the house and we have a big house. So it's not like, you know, and she's like, you have the room. And I said, I don't have the room anymore. And I said, to be honest with you, if I die next week, Friday, that stuff's going in the garbage. No one's taking it. Exactly. And my mom says, well, I would take some of it. I said, where's she going to put it? But Well, and I said, yeah, but then someone would just throw it away when they cleaned out your house. And she's like, well, yeah. And I'm trying to look at things that way. I really am. Like, is this useful to anyone? Like, there's some baby stuff that I had that, you know, you just, I don't want to get rid of because it reminds me of crew when crew was a baby. And I was like, okay, it ain't bringing crew back to being a baby. No, I'm going to, I'm going to read, I'm going to redo my approach on the chopping it up and burning it and doing like the smoke ceremony thing, you know, some dances with wolves type stuff. Maybe we should just put it on a room sale and you could be, somebody might, somebody might find this chair very attractive and might be looking for a wicker chair and you could, you could, you could even maybe give it to them. If you knew somebody that really liked this chair, like let's say you got this thing for $2 on a rubber sale and you've seen someone who was like, man, I really, this is a nice, this is a cool chair. I really like this chair. And then you're like ready to take the $2 and you're like, you know what? What are you, you going to do with this chair? This was my, was it your great aunts? Yeah. Well, and my great grandma's. This is my great aunts and my great grandma's. A lot of memories for this chair. And they're like, she's like, ah, uh, you know, I got, a little, uh, I got a grandson and my daughter just had a baby and I'm really looking for a rocking chair that I could rock in. And I prefer wicker over wood. I don't know why anybody would do that, but isn't wicker wood, whatever, you know what I mean. (laughs) And you feel like, you know what? I want you to have this chair. And I bet the satisfaction you get from giving somebody who's looking for a chair like this to, for their family, Versus storing it and never using it and never having anything to do with it will give you more pleasure and more satisfaction in the end than keeping it down here where no one does anything with it and it's just a pain in the butt or probably smoking it. Wow. That was a different angle. I'm trying. (laughs) I'm trying. (laughs) You're trying. I even bought a cushion to go in there because the old cushion was like a pancake. And I went with kind of something that a great grandma or a great aunt would buy don't you think absolutely 
Paisley. <laughs> it, oh, how rude. It is, it is paisley. It is brown and green and a little bit of teal. And it actually matches your office, actually. I can't wait to post a picture of this chair. In fact, I think you should sit in that chair with a big smile and I can um, post and you actually match the chair today. Sit there with a smile knowing that in the spring rummage sale, it's gonna be given to somebody who can use it. And we all know I will not have a rummage sale. So Ryan, I am grateful for you. Um, I'm grateful for all the things. So on this Thanksgiving, I'm just truly hashtag blessed to be with you and everyone upstairs. Thanks for having me. <laughs> and hopefully you'll come on again. Maybe. We'll see if this wicker chair leaves or not. Yeah, to be continued. Thanks for listening to the Fast Lane with Sarah Jane podcast. If you like what you hear, share the podcast and hit the subscribe button so you get updates on all new episodes. And we truly love feedback, so ratings and reviews are appreciated.